0: Welcome to Embed With The Films We Love. I'm Ethan Crane.
1: And I'm Talia Ripley.
0: And this today we're talking about the 1983 film Local Hero, directed by Bill Forsyth. And this is one of uh, Talia's films, I think, yes. isn't it? One of your choices, yes. Yes. So, as we normally start with, um, tell us about your history with this film, when you first came across it and why you first did okay. to love it.
1: I think this is about the only time I've actually got something proper to say to this question, so that's good um so it came out in 83 83 yeah, yeah now that i was 12 then and i didn't see it at the cinema because <clears throat> i wasn't that grown up but i definitely have a memory of it being on i guess it would have been the film 83 program which oh with barry, barry norman barry norman <laughs> who yeah. anybody our age in britain would remember if they like film because he did obviously it changed its name every year and i can almost see him in his chair, his rumpled face, is talking about, in that kind of tone he has about, something about the comic characters of this Scottish village. And, uh, you know, definitely gave it a good review. I can't remember it that much, but he definitely gave it a good review and something about it, maybe the clip I saw of it, made me just, it stuck in my mind. And probably think the way I would have watched it would have been, um, at that time, definitely videos um,
0: what year do you think it was when you first watched it?
1: Probably a couple of years later after okay. that, two or three yeah. years after that. So I was hmm, I'm probably like a young teen, something, 13, 14, something like that. Um, and and I really, really loved it. And definitely, it definitely a young teen. I remember like towards the end of school when people were asking, what's your favourite film? This is many years later. I think I, I'm i used to use that. And I kind of have just always used it. Because I said it was my favourite film at the age of 18, because <clears throat> it was... Not that I thought it was so mind-blowing, but I just... It's a favourite thing to it, you know? Something that makes you warm and fuzzy and you just love it. Um But, but you think it's got great merits as well. Um And it kind of made me interesting, probably, because other people were like, <laughs> what?
0: So... <laughs> That yeah, what, what about Terminator? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. he's probably what yeah. I preferred. But... I
0: certainly remember when I first met you, you which well, we were, what, 25? Uh, mm. You definitely said that Local Hero was your favourite film then. Oh, there you go. So yeah. you kept up. Yeah. Can you remember when you were... In... So when you first saw it, when you were, what, you were thinking, 14, 15 or something? Mm. Can you remember specifically what it was that you loved about it then? I'm just interested if it's the same things that you love now. Do you think, can you actually remember what you loved about it?
1: I don't really remember that much. Um, What I do remember is loving the music a lot. Um,
0: Obviously by Mark Knopfler, wasn't it? Yes.
1: Uh, Having, it must have been, probably I'd watched it with my family. Um, There's something, because having an Irish dad, as you know, I have had um, definitely there was a conversation where he complained about the fact that Mark Knopfler had ripped off some classic Celtic <laughs> tunes, which is what the fucking supposed to do, isn't it? He's supposed to come up with a theme tune that is riffing on something yeah. appropriately cultural. Anyway, yeah, don't, don't get me cross me it down. your dad. Yeah, is no, that's anyway, not what this podcast is oh, Calm down. <laughs> um, but also, the yeah, the, the, that's an interesting thing in that I did. I love. I, did, I think I was quite warm to that Celtic kind of uh, culture, which I was kind of a part of, but also not a part of in my upbringing. Because you're half Irish. Yeah. 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 And yeah. a kind of, you know, second generation, that kind of, oh, it's not really for me. Although
0: interestingly, as we'll probably talk about later, in some ways it's not really about the Celtic tradition of this film at all, is it? It sort of put it on, on its head a little bit, but let's come comes to that later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So... Um, How many times do you think you've watched it all together? I don't know, when I was a
1: kid and if I liked a film and like the way you used to get a video in those days was uh, a little old lady would come round, not that little old, she's my age now, (laughs) a a middle-aged woman would drive round with an estate car and a whole load of videos in the boot and you borrowed one or two for a week and then she came round the next week like a library. Yeah. And so if I had a film for a week and I liked it, I would probably watch it. Two or three times in that week right and those days like, that's how I consumed film yeah so I definitely watched it a few times then I don't know I, I don't know it's maybe like more more than half a dozen times definitely. right okay maybe yeah, yeah yeah no more than ten yeah I
0: guess I can't actually remember when I first watched watched this I think I possibly might not even have seen it when you first told me that it was your favourite film okay but i but I definitely saw, because obviously Bill Forsyth directed Gregory's Girl as well, a few years before this. Mm-hmm. And Gregory's Girl, I loved Gregory's Girl. Um, and I think I probably kind of had an inkling that this would be in the same Bill Forsyth mode, which we'll probably mm-hmm. talk about that later. Like, he has a very particular st- filming style, doesn't he? A gentle would be the word that uh, <laughs> yeah. comes to mind most of, all of it. But also um, brilliant. Um, so I don't think I saw this until I was probably in my late 20s or something. But and I did, and I did really like it when I first watched it. But I have to say, when we watched it again last night, I absolutely loved it last night. Mm. I think it all. I think it went into my top ten films last night. Wow! And uh, maybe, or maybe not. That's a really hard hard category to get into. Okay, let's not that. But be but it something about it grabbed me that hadn't quite grabbed me before, which which oh, we'll probably okay. talk about in a minute. Actually. Okay. So so what are the so what are the bits about it that really get you? Yeah. What's the
1: I mean, I think... So this is what got me as a... I think it's what attracted me as a teenager, although I can't have any really direct memory of it. Um, but I, I think it's just that idea that was kind of novel to me, I think. the, But the central thread is is a man who um, is accustomed to wealth and, 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 and sees his life in terms of, of, of um, material goods and just him being won over by other things than that and just realising there's more to things in his life than, you know, a good job and lots of money and a Porsche, etc. Yeah. And I think that's just that central theme is is probably a thing that won me over originally without, I appreciated the fact that there wasn't this gross sentimentality, that there isn't a battle for the, the village where people say, no, we must preserve our way of life and everything like that. Um, the one person that is, you know, uh preserving the 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 um the the beach on, and, and therefore Bad ultimately on the whole village. Yeah. yeah. Um does have a hint. He does he, you realise that's behind him, but he's there's never any outward kind of uh, obviousness to this sense of, you know, right and wrong. And, you know, this, all this terrible that, cause the main thrust of the film, in case anybody hasn't watched it.
0: I don't know why they were listening to this. Yeah, end, but. Points, but yeah,
1: <laughs> but they're, they're trying to, he's there. The, the American guy has gone to, um, to this little village to buy it up basically for an oil company. So yeah. they can put a refinery there. Um, I yeah. I
0: think the I think the story of him because you imagine, don't you, when you, when you first when Mac first goes there and they stay in the hotel, and there's one scene where um, Gordon and Stella are in, are in bed, and Gordon says and Stella says, "Oh, is it them?" And Gordon mm-hmm. says, "Yeah, it's them." Kind of thing. And at that point in the film, I think when you see it the first time, you think, uh, "Okay, I've got the measure of this film now." Uh, American young American guys come to the town. And he thinks he's going to buy this up, and the villagers are going to stop him, and they're going to win out, and the plucky Yay, villagers. Yeah. Are going to... And the genius of the film is that that's not what happens at all. Yeah, the villagers are really keen to sell to sell their village. They've kind of. They're not, and that's why, like like you say, we get away from sentimentality. The villagers aren't sentimental about their village. Most of the time, the villagers spend spend thinking about how they're going to spend all
1: their money they're going to get. (laughs) Very, there's no, I mean, actually one thing, because we watched it with um, our son last night. And and he said to me afterwards, he said, it's a weird film. There's no conflict in it whatsoever. And I maybe isn't there, and I thought no, I suppose no, no there, there, isn't. there yeah. is apart from the conflict. Ultimately, the small degree of conflict with Ben saying he's not going to sell up. Yeah, that causes a little bit of. A
0: and then it's frizzle. the villagers and Mac both trying to win Ben over together. Really, yeah. Isn't it? yeah, and
1: and so there's there's still a kind of sense of everybody working together. It seems like it's not going to be won over. There might even come to blows. There's a slight. A tiny hint that the villagers are uh, could even you know threaten him or hurt him in some way. Um, ben. Yeah, Ben. Yeah. who's not you know as he won't give up and therefore give them some wealth. Long comes Bert Lancaster. Yeah. Um, Actually, can I just go go back mm. on that?
0: Where you say like it looks like the villagers might might threaten Ben. There's there's a great I think it's a very Bill Forsyth touch where you see all the villagers flooding down onto the beach when. Ben and Gordon are talking... Uh, when Mac and Gordon are talking to Ben, and you think, oh, maybe this is the point where the villagers come and threaten Ben or something. But actually, they would just come down because the helicopter's flying into land on the beach and they were just come to watch that.
1: <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. I, I always thought they, would, they, would, they were coming around after
0: Ben. No, I so. think they're just coming to watch a helicopter. I, I think... don't
1: think so. You wouldn't see a helicopter... OK, I yeah, could anyway. disagree at that point. But anyway. OK, no,
0: well, that's worth well, That's a nicer yeah. reading. So,
1: yeah, so, yeah, so it's it saying there is no conflict in this film and he yeah. said he enjoyed it but how weird not to have conflict and I thought maybe that's another reason why I love it because I hate conflict <laughs> and like I'd sort of like no it has to it's an integral part of films but I, I, my... I
0: being someone who has no problem with you know conflict in films I think I think it's just the, the lovableness of the film is to do with Bill Forsyth's genius at being able to make a a highly enjoyable and not just enjoyable but meaningful film as well I think which mm. we'll talk about later without any conflict and really it's just it's almost a succession of succession of there is a, of scenes it's there's a plot in a way I think there's a plot without there being conflict in that the plot is the character arc of Mac really isn't yeah. it how Mac changes yes. over time sure. but he's not pushed by any of the other characters in the film it's no. just his internal changing really isn't yeah. it yeah and it's just a joy to watch. I mean, of, yeah. yeah,
1: that's that's one of the most beautiful things, is slowly yeah. seeing his... Um, I mean, it's represented by his clothing, isn't it? Yeah, um, First
0: no no suit jacket, isn't it? And then, then and he's then got one kind of Gordon's of, jumpers on.
1: Yes, yeah, yes, that's right. And <laughs> yeah. he lets his beard grow, yeah. and he gets more and more interested in just poking around, yeah. um, picking up the seashells. Yeah, collecting
0: loads of shells and cleaning them in his bedroom. Yeah. yeah. And, but it all culminates in... In, I think, probably my favourite scene in the whole film, which is him and Gordon really drunk at the bar, where <laughs> Mac asks to swap places with him and yes. also if he can keep Stella.
1: <laughs> I, because, and the wonderful delivery of it when he says, and what, because Gordon says, what about Stella? And he's saying, um, yes, it's a, I'm coming to, glad, that. I'm, coming to Stella. <laughs> I'm coming to Stella. I'm coming to that. Like, just the idea of these two men. <laughs> Talking about and doesn't he say because
0: because I'm I'm completely in love with her. She's I love her. I love her. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I love her. And then at the end of the breakfast is at the end of the scene. Gordon goes, "Yeah, okay then." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, it's just beautiful it's that just scene. Yeah. Nonsense. So um, some other some other parts of it that really really well, get that particular the bit. The
1: other know. thing, which isn't really a particular bit, bit but I think I appreciated even when I was young like there's the beautifulness of it. And there is something somehow um, Bill Forsyth does capture something. You get that sense of how amazingly beautiful that scenery is and and I think it's really helped by the score as well. Oh. But that it's got a freaking poetry to it, those a lot of those so, scenes though
0: as we mentioned, slightly unrealistic weather for that part of Scotland, I, I think. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I'm gonna try and defend that by saying there's mm-hmm. a certain parts of the whole film which feel have a kind of fairy tale yes yeah. sort it's, of. But, not really fine. strong. I mean yeah. you've got the probably not the most interesting character, but Marina played uh, Yeah, by Jenny Seagrove. Jenny yeah. Seagrove who um so a sort of marine biologist who's there looking very pretty. Um
0: just as a love interest for Peter Capaldi really as well. Yeah, <laughs> it
1: just gives him something to do. And again yeah. some great comedy with and it's just great watching Peter Capaldi being so young and and having Sorry, such do we, long do limbs. Should we mention
0: for for people who may not remember, Peter Capaldi has since been um, Malcolm Tucker in the thick of it, like swearing like a trooper, yeah. and then and then obviously played Doctor Who as well. So. To see him when he was... He can't be more than 25 when he played this at Wooden Assault. i not have sure,
1: thought. but yeah. He and looking very so young.
0: gawky. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. The way he ran lots of the time was just hilarious.
1: There's, yeah, there's some really good physical comedy. Yeah. You know? It's not, not like, obviously in your face, but there's... Yeah. I mean, I, I even just like the silly motif of the guy, the motorcyclist who oh, he just runs ran, along. He keeps almost running people over. And there's quite a nice way how that, again, is something, how Mac is is adapting to the village where yeah. the first, he's really shocked the first few times. There's yeah. another time it sort of changes where you think the, the motorcyclist has passed without an without incident. and Then you see him jumping from behind a shed or something like yeah. that. He obviously has just run away from it. And then there's a final final sort of interaction where Mac is coming out of a building with somebody and then he holds he, he it holds back because yeah. he knows the motorcyclist is just on his way because he's, yeah. he's finally got in tune with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I.
0: I think it's those it's those Mac moments of Mac that are kind of like the centre of the film, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's I mean, what they, you're after. Some, like, I think that is a classic Bill Forsyth thing: the conversation, the interactions between him and um, Peter Capaldi. What is Peter Capaldi's character called? I forget.
0: Oh, the uh, Danny is it? Danny?
1: Danny. I think it's Danny. Yeah. No. Um, I call him Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Um, he comes back and he's had he's collected some she seashells and they just do a little sort of like he just says like what he's got and they swap it round and he's just sitting he's sitting I think I suppose Peter Capaldi finds him in the bathroom at the hotel just cleaning them and And his toothbrush
0: or something (laughs) so
1: far away from this man with his electric briefcase who just arrived there just a few days yeah um yes that's delightful
0: there's there's another um part that I really like um where it's sort of towards the end, of the field, like in the only bit of conflict that you're talking about when um, Gordon and Mac are trying to win Ben around about the beach and they bring uh, Ben into the hotel and give him a meal or whatever. And they're sitting there. So you've got uh, Gordon and Ben and Mac and someone else sitting at the table. And then it walks Peter Capaldi wearing the apron because he's serving them dinner. And it's like, oh, yeah, these oil executives have been so taken in by the village that so he's now become a yeah, waiter instead. It's
1: very much part of it and the rest of the village are all, they're all in, in the, the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. And everybody...
0: And they're all softened towards them, aren't they? Like, they're to begin with, like, when they... When Mac and uh, Peter Paddy walk into the pub and whatever, they're so uptight and in their suits and whatever and all that's fallen away by this point and it's just... Oh, it's just lovely. It is really. T- I guess part of it might be... Like, you know, don't you, that if you live in a city that, if you were ever to go to a, a village like that, if you go get there on holiday or, or, or whatever, you know that there's no way you could have the villagers' experience because you have to be somewhere for quite a while mm. in order to have that experience of feeling comfortable in a place. You would yeah. always be a tourist or a holiday maker there. Yeah. But you get to sort of experience what it would be like to, to gradually fit in by being yeah. in, in max shoes or in Peter Powdy's shoes.
1: I, it's all a bit yeah. of fantasy, really. It's certainly fueled a desire for. That I have in my head to go and live in a tiny Scottish village for some point. Okay, right. Well yeah, I'm not coming.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'll go and visit a Scottish village on my own. Yeah, but
1: I don't know. It would be absurd. But yeah. Um. Well, the other, like, and this is another thing that was probably very, really relevant to me as a young teenager, especially because I was massively anxious about uh nuclear war etc so you know Russian relations were uh, a big deal and you yeah. didn't have many positive uh, uh kind of Russian characters in yeah. the movies and having this chap just turn up this crazy what's Russian... his name the Russian guy uh, I can't was remember it was it Yuri no we no, would just call him
0: Yuri uh, anyway. that's it yeah anyway. I'll, have it, I'll
1: try and have a look up yeah but um He's a yeah. He's just, a brilliant. He's he a brilliant character. His his entrance is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, with his, we presume his wife. Do you think, or at
0: least his girlfriend at the time? I don't think
1: his actual wife. I think that yeah. would be too, too much to think. But that's they're just the continually
0: case. arguing in Russian, aren't they? Yeah. The whole way in, and and she continues to argue in Russian as she she drives away yeah. as well.
1: And the fact that nobody comments on this—that's no. another very Bill Forsyth kind of of humour that you simply. Um, you know that simply goes goes to the bar, and everybody just accepts it, and they're so happy when he arrives. And oh, there's Uh-oh. all
0: manner of women in the village who are, who are sussed yeah. with with him, aren't there?
1: Victor, Victor, that's, that's right. his name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, they are, and it's it's quite a wide range of age. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: there's the woman on the on the. Um, who sort of takes a message from him on the? Yes, yeah, the so they they seem with. to
1: definitely have a sort of yeah. thing going on. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess he's just the classic sailor with a, yeah. a woman in every port. Or, but there's, or there's maybe also the more bit than one.
0: It, at the Kaylee when the, um, Victor's just done his song on stage, and there's that elderly woman in her seventies who's singing, and she's almost shaking with excitement about <laughs> yeah. him.
1: And the one, and of course she's she's got those two old chaps next to her yeah. who are just a bit horrified at this. Yeah sight but yeah and the Kaylee's got brilliant just brilliant notes of of humor with with the two old guys who again in that other scene when they're just sort of talking about I don't know something about how much they're going to spend so much money yeah what's what they're going to spend on, their money blah, on yeah. blah, blah and then just as like a sort of a thumping kind of tune comes on they do this little terrible, this little dance funny little <laughs> formal jig on the spot yeah and it's
0: I could have watched the scenes in the Cayley all night just as people got drunker and drunker and yeah.
1: Yeah. they are great and um and it's but it I did love the music and it did Yeah, you know, I found the just the little what is it? So the Gordon uh Dennis Lawson's character does the waltz, you know, on yeah a, on a squeeze organ and it's it's just really Oh, That's, really another, pretty.
0: that's another moment I really like with uh, Mac dancing the waltz with Stella. And uh, and right at the end of the waltz, he he leans her down kind of yeah, thing because yeah, he's yeah, seen yeah. Gordon doing that to her before
1: when, when he oh, was watching yes. them in the hotel. Yeah. And there's I mean, another lovely little humorous bit that goes through is Gordon and Stella's constant sexual activity. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Peter Capaldi and Mac, like, constantly um, commenting on it as well, like, do you think Gordon and Stella do it every day? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It kind of is. Is hinted that's what's yeah. going on. But that's, that's kind of unusual to see um, to see a married couple that have obviously been all together just kind of constantly having sex. It yeah, seems, yeah, yeah. It seems nice. Um, but there's there's I don't know. It is a very, very gentle film, which yeah. is a kind of film with many little component parts. Yeah. And no, there's no epic scene, which is like, wow, that really blew me away.
0: No, but there is, but there are. We, I mean, we've mentioned quite a few of them. Quite a few of the just these little vignettes that mm. are, are just delightful. Oh, mm-hmm. we, we haven't mentioned the um, the scene with eating the rabbit as well. She's also
1: the rabbit is <laughs> fashion yeah, because that.
0: Casserole de lapin.
1: <laughs> it's so it's so fantastic how quickly they drop again any kind of conflict that might have been. It was kind of this small. Conflict arises in that you've cooked our rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the rabbit that they'd sort of rescued and had a very kind of, oh, we're town-y and we think, you know, just you should look after any animal as a pet. And, yeah. And that conflict of, well, we, we just eat animals around here. But that was... Yeah, this is the first time I've watched it where you pointed out that Mac had called it Trudy, and I think Trudy is the name of his girlfriend he talks to briefly before, before he, leaves he leaves. the States, so Yeah, yeah. There is some sad meaning in <laughs> that. So then there's the other main character in the film, of course, is Lancaster. Yeah,
0: so I... Definitely my favourite Burt Lancaster performance ever, I think.
1: I don't think I've seen enough Burt Lancaster films. <laughs> well before.
0: actually curiously, we just watched him in Judgment in Nuremberg, didn't we, a few days before that? Yes. A very different film. A
1: very different film, a very very also a very, very good film. Yeah. Um I don't think Yeah, but Burt Lancaster
0: has some very good doing. comic timing in this film, I think. Has some yeah, really delightful bits. Yeah. Like the...
1: He's he's yeah. he's kind of a gentle character, but he also is as, you know, a narcissist. He's yeah. He's like a like Logan Roy from Succession, but just a little bit, you know, on the surface, nicer. So Uh, much, so much nicer. So so (laughs) much nicer. I suppose he is ultimately, he's also um, quite... I he's also aware that there's more to life than money, I guess, because. Well, actually, I'm not. Weird. I don't know
0: that he is. I think it's just almost by blind luck that at the end he sort of decides to. He says, "No, no, put the oil oh, refinery somewhere else. We're going to build a." Well, actually, a is it blind luck,
1: or is it the cunning of Ben, who's who's managed to know how to win him over? Oh, and I thought, him. never thought about that. Well, Do you think that's what? Thing what we was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's something going on in their extraordinary long conversation they have in the beach hut.
0: Right, right. Oh, God, you know, it's all completely passed me by that part of it. I so, thought, I thought it was just him changing his mind at the last minute. I mean, obviously, oh, they, they can't
1: about. do anything on the beach anyway. If, if he if he can't get Ben to sell it, then yeah. they're stuffed. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, he's been won over by Ben in the yeah, kind of, right. oh, this is this important beach. And yeah. obviously Ben's been telling about, you know, I don't know, lots of historical stuff about And, they,
0: and they're both like the stars as well, don't they? Sort of, yes. Yeah, so he's kind of won over by that as well. Yeah,
1: That's another thing. I mean, I think maybe if I was going to say like a climactic scene, that you know, really meaningful, I would say it's the bit when um, Mac, has been he's been told to watch the stars and he he's, he sees a meteor shower and he's yeah. very excited about that and he reports back to Hapter about it that lancaster's character um but then, towards the end of the film, he sees the, the northern lights happen and he's really quite drunk. Yeah. And he's like, I've got to tell my like, boss about this now. the phone box. Yeah, he it. runs around, gets everyone, and gives him 10 Ps, you know, and he runs over and then he just starts shouting. He's like, oh, there's so many colours. Well <laughs> my funniest line I think at all is, there's blues, there's, there's pinks, there's, there's red. Oh, no, sorry, sir, that's the phone box. <laughs> Which is great.
0: And there's another bit there that um, reminded me of when he gets all to getting all the for everyone everyone's phone. But Lancaster, at that point, there's the obvious refrain from when he gets 10p's from everyone the first time. Yeah. He gets to the phone. This time, everyone's really helping him, and he's yeah. There's no tension or yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so he's not uncomfortable about this yeah. idea. He's he's starting it off, and this yeah. is just normal for him now. Yeah. Um. And there's also another look. I think it's in that part where he's drunken on the phone i think gordon just comes in and says or somebody leans into the phone box and says oh it's the aurora borealis um i think i've said that right and in the way that, that mac is still kind of aware that he's on the phone to his boss and he says i've new information <laughs> sir yes <laughs> which is if he's in some office meeting <laughs> and has been handed a new, you know a notelet with a, a memo on but, yeah oh yeah no i think that's That's my favourite, favourite scene, I think. Yeah. And then also, I guess, the last scene is fantastic as well, which is the kind of sad, poignant thing. You're kind of sad that he's been hoiked off quite quickly. His his stay in Scotland's... So you mean when we see him back in his flat in the US? See him back in the US, there's this great, meaningful bit where he's just staring like you can... You know, he's so easily a great thing a film showing not telling you know he's he's there and staring at the seashells he's got in his pocket and staring out at houston and um yeah quite that's really nice that bit
0: actually wasn't because you're you're looking out at houston with him and think i mean Views over cities at night are quite beautiful in themselves, aren't they? Yeah. And you're obviously you're comparing it to his view of the stars when he was in the in the village.
1: Yeah, or just the village really in general.
0: Yeah, and yeah, so but he is obviously missing the village isn't he by being yeah. there. Yeah. So
1: did you were you taken by the Well it, it kind of struck me that
0: you know a city isn't it's not wholly awful being in a city. No, yeah. No. But, but I guess that's not what we're.
1: No, it could be because you're a very urban person. Maybe. Yes. But I, yeah. yeah, I felt that you were supposed to see a kind of blur of like, yeah. I think it's just that kind of cultural shock, isn't it? When you've got, cause you as a viewer have got quite used to the, um, just the colors and the look of all the scenes in yeah. Scotland. And it is kind of a bit jarring when yeah. he's in this gaudy flat.
0: Um, yeah what do you uh, what do you take the phone box ringing back in the Scottish village? What do you take it to mean as far as obviously Max is max yes. that's ringing, isn't it Because we've seen him looking at the phone yeah. flat so what do you take that phone call to mean?
1: I think I don't really hold any hope for it, but I think it just means that he does he wants to make a connection back he wants to you know he would like to still stay in touch with those people, yeah, I think ultimately he's. Probably not going to you yeah. know those sort of connections are very hard to keep up. But you do think this is a man who's changed. I think I think that's yeah. what that phone call makes yeah, you yeah. think. You think this is somebody who is probably not going to be on the same track. As I would have thought
0: that even if because it was interestingly, um, Bill Forsyth wasn't going to have that final scene with the phone with calling yeah. the phone box in there. It was just going to end with Mac in his flat. Yeah. Um, Bill, F- Bill Forsyth told the story on the BBC um film program quite recently mm-hmm. um where they didn't really like the ending as he was planning to to do it which essentially ended with mac just in his in his um houston flat yeah and so sort of quite a downbeat ending really you know yeah just... well just
1: as he's staring out looking at the city being yeah a bit and, morose.
0: and you can imagine what that would have been like can't you that would have been a certain kind of ending. yeah but they they wanted a uh, a different they they offered him the money and said he could make it he could reshoot it, and the reshoot was that he um is about to get on the helicopter and then doesn't get on the helicopter and comes back to the village and like you know refuses to leave and all this kind of this was all yeah, the sort it of plan right. what it might be, yeah, That's... which was a much more hollywood ending but but he he uh David Putnam, the producer, had had this conversation with the studio about this, and he said to Bill forsyth look this is what they want to do mm you're going to have to do it really because they're the people with the money, mm. unless you can come up with a better idea. And, um, and he came up with the, this other idea that he sold to them, which was just that last shot of the, um, of the village, which was basically just a shot from a different part of the film with, yeah. uh, with the telephone. Yeah, of course you it. don't yeah, really didn't need to do it. have to re-sho- reshoot it no, or anything. Nothing
1: new
0: at all. But somehow that ending is, that ending is perfect. It's, it's very ambiguous. You don't really know what it means entirely. You know, does it mean that, well, I mean, I kind of read it as Max making a phone call, but no one's answering. And, be, mm-hmm. and so his connection has been lost with the village, really. It was a, a oh, momentary... Do you find that...
1: I See, I don't yeah. think of it as, as necessary something about him having lost touch. It's almost like... I mean, it's definitely him trying to reach out, trying to communicate with them. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess, obviously, nothing's going to happen at that point. But it doesn't matter. In, like, in some ways, to me, there's like another, you know... Uh, uh, some terrible local hero too, where somebody answers the phone. And, you know, <laughs> you know it, to, to me, it seemed, there is just that moment of, of hope, isn't there? Just just from that.
0: So you don't take any significance from the fact that no one's answering the phone?
1: Uh, no, actually, I don't, don't really. Oh, I've okay. I haven't thought about that.
0: Because that's that's what I was taking from it, the fact that it was ringing, but no one was answering. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, oh, which,
0: okay. which is what I like. I mean, I think you can, can read a number of things into it, but that that's what I sort of took from that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I wonder how it would have felt if it had just been. I mean, I think I might have still really quite liked it. Uh with the ending just with him looking at Houston, Just with Mac and Houston, and yeah. Like, you know, I thought that would still feel like a complete film as he's back to the beginning, yeah. but he's looking at it with different eyes. I mean, it kind of completes all all kind of elements of the story still, but but I do I I love um yeah, the last moments.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think I wanted to see the village one last time. Yeah. But yeah and also, yeah. I
1: think seeing that, you then because the credits music hits uh, in which you know the main theme tune that with which Mark Knopfler's done is quite positive isn't it so I think going from you couldn't I think you'd have had to use a diff, slightly yeah. different version of it or something a bit more gentle and yeah, just a yeah, bit yeah. more uh, uh, melancholic um, yeah. rather than that kind of it, it's it's quite a hopeful song really a tune yeah
0: but I wouldn't I would still have thought if they if you hadn't had the last scene with the. Uh, call into the phone box. I would still have thought Mac had changed.
1: Yeah. I'm just wondering.
0: It does work, I think, that last scene. I'm not entirely sure why. I think it
1: just has, because if you ended it with him sadly looking at Houston, I mean, yeah, 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 you got this great message of like, he's looking at it with new eyes. Yeah. But it would also be a bit depressing.
0: I think we need to see the village as the last shot as well. We don't want to see Houston as the last shot. We want to see the village.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's
0: got no people in the last shot.
1: No. And there's something very uh, beloved about that phone box as well. I mean, people do go quite a long way out of their way to go to that village Panana. We should go to that phone
0: box sometime, should not we? It's a long way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's a long way, yes. Yeah, if it were that
1: way, I definitely would want to go to that phone box and and make a call. Yes. Um, So...
0: Is there any parts of it you know are even better? If section, is there anything mm. about it you would want to change?
1: Do you think? i was thinking there's the odd line that you get that doesn't quite hit. You know, yeah. it's his his humour is very gentle, and sometimes just occasionally there's something said and it's not a it's not a laugh or a particularly good fall. and that's yeah. that's fine. But you thought, you know, I imagine. It's one of those things I imagine Bill Forsyth would watch and go, oh, that didn't hit right. And So, you know, obviously, like any film, you could tweak it a little bit. Yeah. I don't think that's kind, of, that. that's kind
0: of not what we're really talking about. I suppose we're, main, we're often talking about are there any people you think were poorly cast or characters that didn't quite fit the overall yeah. story or something? Yeah. I, I don't
1: know. I love, I mean, I certainly love uh, the main, well, the three main men in it, I yeah. guess. Dennis
0: Lawson, the guy who plays Mac, who's name can't remember, and Peter Capaldi. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, the the Marina character doesn't have a lot. She hasn't got much believability, I think, in some ways. No, although as
0: as our some pointed out when he was watching it, he did say
1: she's
0: quite a good, strong female character for the time, really, isn't she? I mean, she's a woman with a with a proper job and. <laughs>
1: 1980s it wasn't like the you know it wasn't that long ago i think she's all right but she's not
0: yeah
1: yeah i think uh, proper character lip service wise really yeah Um, i have to
0: say that that's the part of it for me that's sort of a slightly duff note is the peter capaldi relationship with her yeah kind of like you probably you probably thought well i better have a bit of love interest apart from just like gordon and stella I I think it could completely have done without it and it wouldn't it didn't really add anything. No. Yeah.
1: No. I didn't. I mean think there was so. there was
0: something quite I quite liked maybe if they pushed it a little bit further, I quite liked almost the ethereal fantasy nature of her character yeah. in a way. And and may and it kind of like you know, like when Peter Capaldi wades out into the water to tell her that there's gonna be a um um, observatory built there yeah and a main and,
1: sort of sanctuary
0: yeah and she sort of swims away a bit like a, a seal or a mermaid well yeah, yeah she's yeah. got
1: this this little hints of mermaid she has yeah. webbed feet which some people do have it's a natural thing to have webbed feet yeah unusual and then um does Jenny Seagrove have webbed feet though? no <laughs> I don't, well I don't think so
0: Ooh, maybe I'm pretty
1: sure I yeah um and then there's that quite lovely scene where she pops up. She just appears, you know, it seems she yeah. w- magically appears almost out of the water in a very sea green kind of a, a beautiful dress. So she has yes. this, Im- you know, a mermaid to her. But I
0: think they might have pushed that little bit a little bit more and make her all a bit more magical and fantasy. Mm. And that could have done without the scene with them lying on the cliff top and kissing her feet, I think. Yeah, so, I could yeah. have
1: done without that scene, but I'm not yeah. really into feet. Yeah. Um I'm not sure. I'm I'm really on the fence of that first scene where she's introduced in the um you know back in the main kind of oh, oil yeah. company lab and she comes in with such it's so absurd that I'm thinking maybe it pushes it so far to the other side. The but...
0: stereotype of the scientist in the glasses with the hair up.
1: Yes. yes. And I mean, not only is she wearing a white lab coat, she then instantly removes the glasses, re- takes her hair down.
0: Shakes her hair shakes out. Shakes her hair out
1: <laughs> and takes off the white lab coat to reveal a, a, a very, a, like a slim black swimming yeah. costume and dives in beautifully to, to the pool. Um it's so silly, I think I'll let them get away with that. And I do like the little bit of business with Peter Capaldi and, and, and Mac sort of fighting like over her, her coat to give yeah. back. I
0: suppose in some ways her character is there because it's to show up uh, Mac and Peter Capaldi's sort of, they're these two single, 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 single young businessmen, young yeah, who yeah. who haven't really got much of a life because they're businessmen, and you know, and then they encounter Gordon and Stella and and the you know the very mm. carefree village. So it's kind of to point that up, isn't it? A yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They haven't got that. Oh, the other thing in that early scene, um, in the in the lab place, is I quite like there's the the two chaps who um tell about the plan to to, to you know to change this village into an oil refinery area and they're they so you know they're proud of their sort of little creations and things like that and one of them starts talking about he says oh he's proved it you know he can he could he could stop the ice age or something coming and there's great comedy to be had in the way he's like oh don't talk about it don't talk about it um but really, I I quite like thinking fuck now. It wasn't that long ago. We were worried about an ice age then, weren't we? That was that was a thing. We pre-climate did climate change. pre climate change. Yeah. We thought it was going to go the other way. But yeah. anyway, those those are the good days. <laughs> oh, I miss those days. Yeah. we did. I did worry more about nuclear war. So you know, yeah. Go, Victor. We're all okay now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anything
0: else? so what? Uh, well, anything else in the even better? Even better if um, section. I mean, it's a hard oh, film yeah. to say even better if, is it? Because it's just so damn good. The whole, the whole I, lot of I it, really. I don't really good. want to. I'd feel bad suggesting changes to any of it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: yeah probably. I mean, some of the production values are not like astonishing, but
0: did you? Know, I always that was a thing about Local Hero that I always, whenever I'd see the video, the cover of the video, or the the all the later the DVD, or even the just the the you know the poster it always looked like it had a really crappy production values and that was part of its charm for me to be honest i always really liked that yeah because i mean the special effects with like the Aurora borealis and whatever uh, i think they were pretty tame even for their time weren't they yeah
1: yeah i mean it was a cheap film yeah it
0: was a cheap
1: film yeah so it's okay it wasn't that I mean, it didn't no, make, no, no. Elliot no. didn't laugh, our oh son. So <laughs> that's good.
0: Yes, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, we usually also ask, uh, in the sort of slightly frivolous uh, uh, question, if you, if your girlfriend, straight boyfriend, didn't like this film, would that be a deal breaker? If it
1: would be, yeah.
0: Fortunately, they do in this case. They
1: do. That's good. I don't know. I. Th- Actually, when I when you were, when to you were say, fifteen. Before uh, yeah. watching this, I think yeah. when I was fifteen, I wouldn't have minded because I thought yeah. I was I thought I was being really highbrow when I said that local hero is my favourite film and uh, probably most of the guys I met at that phase time hadn't heard of it, so that would be fine. Um I I was gonna say prior to re-watching it last night that I would have accepted I would have accepted not liking it, but I think watching it again, having such warm, fuzzy feelings about it, I think if somebody didn't get those similar warm fuzzies, yeah, um, and didn't, especially didn't sort of share the values of the film, which I think, I think that's which, sim- which
0: are What are the values of the film? Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, in the in the very simplistic kind of values of the film that you know there are more important things than um, oil refineries and making money at them. Yeah, at least that. But,
0: it, but it's weird though, isn't it? Like you say, those are the values of the film, and yet all of the villagers want money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that this is what this is what charms me so much about it. Really, is that it completely offhand um, sidesteps you when you're watching it, doesn't it? This is what you're expecting. Mm. So it's difficult to say
1: because they do th- say if those are the values. Are, of the film. This is a, they have a tough life, you know. No, None of us really want to. I mean, now I've got really romantic ideas of it. Yeah. You're really wet and cold, and really difficult to make a living, and probably some quite grim kind of poverty living. So you're
0: there. you're charmed by the low film local hero, and you think, oh, and you and you just said you said a few minutes ago, you said, oh, maybe I could go and live in a Scottish village like that. You're somebody who doesn't even like the countryside very much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet somehow this film has won you over. Yeah. Making Did you use- think. It be-
1: So, yeah, yeah, it is so charming. So I did look at some sort of like some blogs and things about who um, people that don't like it. I think Um, Mark Commode had a a film blog on it a while ago. Um, And most people just the only sort of negative comments were people who who just thought it was a bit slow. And I mean, that's fine. I'm not going to complain because I'm not watching that. Tversky man, whatever he is again, with his water drop. Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky, whatever.
0: Um, Tversky is the Israeli psychologist, I think. Yes, that's right, sorry.
1: Um, but, yeah, you know, okay, that's fine if you do find it slow, but I... Yeah,
0: yeah if you if you were to say... I'm not going to go out with them. I yeah. I think that's... that's very if you find it slow, that's one thing. To actually actively dislike it would be another yeah. thing, I think, wouldn't it? Yeah. <gasps> I mean, it's
1: going past. I did have a panic last night watching it with our son, thinking... If he doesn't like it, I'm going to be. I am actually going to be quite upset. I felt myself feeling almost like I'm going to throw him out if because he did. He made some sort of comments. I think in the you're, early. Sorry, you're thing.
0: throwing out that room or the house. The room out the room. The room. Oh, Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not that's um, just I. You know, I thought I was going to say if you're not liking it, don't. don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not throw him out of the house uh, in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but just I think you know I think he was sort of settling into it and making some this is about some of the production values in yeah. the earlier scenes. No, I, really, like I think he but really liked it. I think did it. really like yeah. it.
0: I had a it's similar like feeling watching 2001 Space Odyssey with them. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of <a> I'm <laughs> oh. yeah. going back to other people's reviews of the film. Mm. Um, I, I looked up a few on the Internet Movie Database and there was a, a surprise. I don't think possibly you haven't ever seen quite as many people saying... Just giving so much love for this film, saying that so many people saying this is their favorite ever film. I don't think I've ever read that quite as much. Really, their... it God, obviously touches. A...
1: So unoriginal, aren't they? <laughs> yeah,
0: but it obviously touches a touches a nerve. Mm. There's one one guy who said it. I think he was American, but he said um, he said he first saw this film when he was on a uh, he was on a business trip, staying in a hotel. He got there, he was really tired. Sat down, he flicked on the TV. And it had just started, and he stayed there watching to the end. And he said, and "It pretty much changed his life in wow. that moment." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which well, you can imagine, can't you? Yeah. yeah,
1: especially if you're in that kind of tired state of mind, yeah. things really affect you. And he um, said, "He
0: said if ever it comes on TV again, whatever point it's at, he'll watch it till the end." Yeah.
1: Re- yeah, yeah, I would say that. I mean, it's a film. I think it's so strongly in the fav in the category of like favorite film. It's something that really. It, it, it's like you realise, like I realised, as I was saying, the comedy isn't as sharp as it could be. Um, maybe there's some of the characters are a little bit clumsily drawn, maybe, arguably, but I'm not, like I find it unpleasant to dismiss it because I, I just, to, to, to cast any negative things on it because I just love it. It's not,
0: I I wouldn't say take that as a a minus point for the comedy at all. Actually, I think the comedy is very much of a gentle kind that maybe only half works sometimes. You know, there's just Mm. like the one that we were talking about—the two old guys just talking about having to spend the money and then just starting to do a little jig. That's what I want from this film. It's sort Mm. of
1: well, that's it. Yeah, hit. So
0: I don't think it's about. It's not about landing comic lines in this. I don't think it's about.
1: But also, it doesn't feel like in as an older uh person i would think like you know that message of somebody coming to you know max journey or his character arc isn't astonishingly original or anything like that i think it's deftly shown and and played out but
0: what well, the arc itself is not original the way it's done is not original the arc itself is not original okay yeah
1: um I don't know. It's like there's nothing astonishingly incredible. It's not like, say, for example, the other Burt Lancaster film we watched the other day, when we watched Judgment at Nuremberg, where I... It's not a film where you have moments of gasping and of just... There's nothing where you think, wow, that was an amazing performance, or there's no, um, you know, there will be blood um, epic parts. It's do know
0: it's 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 nice it's it i think nice? part of it is the fact that it's quite indescribable what uh what the beauty of the film is i think which actually i mean that kind of brings us neatly onto sort of our last sort of our last mm. question is that um so we always think about well of these films that we've chosen for this series are they art and we always have to think about this question, well, what, what exactly is art? Yeah, really? at it's some point we're going to
1: work out what the question means. You're to try
0: and work out what the question means. <laughs> but, so, so thinking about in relation to this film, mm. is, is this film art? And, and what does this tell us about what that question means as well?
1: So again, I was going to say, I was go- I'm really up for thinking, no, this isn't art, this is a nice film, this is a feel-good film with all the things, what does that mean? A feel-good film meaning something that makes us feel... Better at the end of watching, But then we completely forget about it. And then we... I guess so, yeah. Disposable and... But, but yeah. You know, a high quality, but ultimately not perhaps trite in some way, not without meaning. But then, I don't know, I felt changed. I think I definitely was... It had an effect on me as a young person, I think. I think it... Well, amongst other things, I think it, you know, it pushed me to realise there's more important things in life than getting a good career, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I've been brilliant at not getting a good career, actually. <laughs> um, but... So I'm going to feel that it's art, but as these we often find with these things, it's rather difficult to um, define what art is. But you definitely see... A beautiful character change, yeah, don't you?
0: And a, maybe
1: That's, more obvious than many. That other could films. be,
0: and, and that could be one definition of of what something. But uh, so I suppose it's art if you feel that you've sort of in, gone on the journey with the character changing, haven't you? In some ways, and you've you've experienced what they've experienced, and but, somehow uh,
1: changed. yourself. Yeah, so it's
0: changed. Even if it's not changing in the way that the characters changed, something has changed in you as well.
1: We have to keep a record of what we're calling art and what's.
0: What... We'll have to go back to listen to the previous yeah, podcast. You should, we should <laughs> yeah. really
1: do that. So, well, sure I mean, we'll... I think
0: it's a question you're constantly trying to work out, though, isn't it? When, when I mean, I'm not sure why it's important to even ask the question. In some ways, I, I was just thinking when you were saying when you, you were saying about it's being a feel good film and then possibly then just disposable and forgettable. Is is a film art when it's memorable when you think about it more afterwards? Mm. I mean, I definitely was thinking... I definitely had points today after watching it last night when it came back into my mind and I was Mm. reminded of it.
1: But then, probably, if you watch The Human Centipede, you'd think about it the next day.
0: Yeah, that's true. Maybe just not just because you remember it. It's not the... Yeah. No, I I have another slight take on why, why this is art, in a way. It's because... Suppose this had been the story. Suppose this has been the story that you're sort of expecting when you first watch it. You're expecting it to be a battle between the, you know, between the uh, big oil company and the mm. oil executive and the plucky villagers. And in mm. the end, the plucky villagers win out because they don't want their village taken over. Yeah, that wouldn't have been art, I don't think, if that had been the story. But the fact it was that the the fact that the villagers were wanting to sell, wanting to sell the sell to the oil as well to get the money. And so you were kind of wrong-footed on what was going on all the time, and and in the end, those characters you were watching felt more truthful to life than the plucky villager characters would have done. Mm. And in that sense, I think it's kind of art because it's a sort of it's a more truthful film really than than your classic conflict all oh, good guys and bad guys kind of thing. Because there aren't really bad guys in this film, are there? Who's the bad? No one's a bad guy not in they, this. No, no. Yeah, not even Burt Lancaster. No, yeah. no. Maybe his... Maybe um, psychologist.
1: His, yeah, his therapist. To his therapist, yeah. He's not, I'm not sure about him.
0: I wonder if that was the first instance, even though it wasn't fully spelt out of the word motherfucker in the film.
1: Oh, that's an interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. That would be lovely if, the, you know, one of the coziest, gentlest films. Yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah. Well, I think on the... Motherfucker. No, we didn't. Yeah, that's probably, that is there us. anything
0: else you wanted to say about it? Oh, God, I don't think so. Oh, just one last thing, I, I mm. was it's Al Gore's favourite film. Oh, that mean, the... well, obviously,
1: yeah. you seem to think there's hundreds of us out there. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds,
0: but... If you'd like to leave us any comments about um, what we're talking about here, we'd very much like to hear them. Um, you can email us, us at inbedwith at com. Um Or you can leave some comments on our web page if you go to uh, ethancrain.com and just follow the links for the podcast. And we shall see you next time for the next film. Thank you. bye. Bye.